Welcome to the children's part of this podcast where we invite you in our home as we discuss our faith, our walk, and our perspective of what it means to be set apart and at times being unbiblically biblical. What then say you? Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is. Thanks for checking in on the podcast. Um, Today is a wonderful day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, So today we have uh, with us my oldest and most loving son, Chris. Hey. Hey. Okay. Well, cut on bass today, so we'll see how that goes. Um, But yeah, no, I wanted to have you on the podcast um, to talk about a few things, to talk about God, to talk about just what it's like to be you from your perspective your age group. Um, I remember what I was thinking about when I was 17. And it's probably a lot different than what you are thinking about at the age of 17. But um, you got a lot of life, man. You got a lot of life going on and you've had some experiences. And I think that um, as your dad um, or one of your dads, um, that your opinion is valued. And I think it actually ties into... um, the believers walk today, right? Because as an adult, I'm viewing my worldview from a very particular um, lens, from a very particular perspective. I'm looking at it from my life and what's going on with me and being born in 1986. And so though I try to stay in tune with phrases like no cap and whatever other phrases that, you know, y'all have uh, today, drip, I think that's another one. But, um, you know, all those things, I'm still coming at it from Keith's perspective in my age group. And so, yeah, um, I will start with an easy question. Being a believer, and you alluded to it, has your faith always been where it is today? And if not, what what circumstances got you to where you are today? And do you think you are where you want to be Um because I understand that, you know, everybody's perspective on God and everybody's, you know, view of Christ and and giving Christ, you know, kingship over their lives looks completely different depending upon their circumstance, right? And so if you're having a bad day, God hates me. If you're having a good day, God loves me. If you're having a really bad day, God, where are you? I need you. And so how are you navigating those high highs and low lows? And, and what's some things that have taken taking you away from the faith? Um, I guess one of the biggest things that has definitely hindered my faith has been moving a lot. Mm-hmm. So being a military child. Uh, so go army. Yeah, go army. But anyways, <laughs> um, when I was younger, probably 10, 11, I don't remember the exact age I got baptized, but I would say between that age, 10 through about 13, 14, that was when my faith was at its strongest. But at the same time, that's when I also understood, started understanding that God's, God has a purpose for everyone and everything that happens, happens for the best. And there's always going to be good out of everything. See, I took those words very literal yeah. at that time. But growing up, I'm kind of starting to learn and dwell deeper into what the Bible is saying every time I hear about it. But I would definitely say moving a lot, especially moving from Kansas 
uh, that, that definitely drew me away from God a little bit mm-hmm. because that those were two hard situations. Uh, that situation in particular was very hard for me. Yeah. Uh, so I thought God was just had forsaken me in a sense. Like he yeah. was letting so much bad things happen that I didn't want to happen. And it wasn't until probably when I turned 15, so about two years ago, when it, it started to hit me, like, yeah, th- I didn't want that to happen. But at the same time, some pretty bad things or some good things could have still happened had those things not happened. So yeah. I think now it's now I'm starting to look in the Bible and trying to understand it more instead of taking it as a literal thing, as a literal you read the scripture, that's exactly what it means because the scripture definitely has a diff, uh, not different, definitely has a more spiritual and in-depth meaning than what you read on the surface. Yeah, I think I think that can be said. That's that's true about life, right? And I think, um, I agree. I think Kansas was rough. Hawaii was rough. I enjoyed Hawaii, um, to be honest with you. Um, but I think I'm actually grateful for the moves, right? Because being able and and being believers in Christ and especially being in the ministry um, field, if you will, and equipping you guys in the way that you should go. And so whether you decide to go to Alabama or Auburn or whatever college you decide to go into and whatever you end up doing in your life, um, you, you've gotten a chance to glean from the simple fact that you can move, you can leave, you things can change, life can happen. And you're still here, right? And you're stronger for it. And and though it might suck and though it might cause a lot of emotions to come out of that, um, you know, imagine if you just lived in one place all your life and then one day you couldn't live there anymore. That would be very difficult. And so I think it's a, it's a double-edged sword for sure. Um, and I can understand that from viewing it from a young mind um, that God is little, because I think that's the hard part about Christ. And I think that's what you're going to actually face when you get to college, when you get to, you know, quote unquote, the real world is people are going to challenge that faith. They're going to say God is not real because or, you know, this is the white man's Bible or, you know, being black. You're going to have so many different things coming and vying for your attention as to what should be important and what's not. Believe it or not, God has already equipped you knowing that you're going to endure all these things to be able to understand that, hey, I'm I'm the same yesterday, today and forever. And that's a truth that you can hold on to that is very literal. It is also very spiritual, but that's one aspect of God that he is never he is never changed and he will always be the same and he's always going to love you uh, regardless of what's going on in your life. Um, I mean, bringing up school and and colleges, I mean, being a homeschooler, transitioning to to public school, um, transitioning to virtual school, like, I feel like you've had a lot of unusual um, life experiences, even with school. I mean, you're a public schooler now. How, How does that... How does that feel in comparison to homeschooling? What do you think, in your opinion, the differences of homeschool versus public school and and all of that? Well, I think saying what you just said is a huge difference in and of itself. Okay. I mean, 
with homeschool, I guess from the educational standpoint, you kind of get to pick and choose what you want to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also get to just go at your own pace in a sense, but also staying on track. Um, So there's room for adjustment. Yeah. Whereas with public school, it, yeah, either you, you're on with the schedule or you're left behind and depending on your school district, but, uh, Homeschool is definitely a more calm environment. Uh, definitely can get your learning and studies done better. Uh, whereas with public school, yeah, it, there are a lot of distractions in public school, uh, ranging from the people in general, the teachers actually not teaching. Um, really just, it all becomes burdensome in a sense because like you, you have to stay on course, but you yourself have to actually focus on that course, whether there's distractions coming from the teacher themselves or the other students. And I think me coming from a homeschool environment has taught me to definitely be me, be the person that I am. Uh, being raised by mom, she's taught me to avoid bad influences. And I think that's definitely one of the bigger things that effective in public school is being around bad influences, whether it's the people doing drugs or people doing things they shouldn't be doing. Um, those get really distracting. But if you can face those distractions, then you should be able to learn at your own pace in public school as you would in homeschool, but also learn everything that you needed to learn. So a million dollar question then, do you think that there was some benefit and you go into public school so that you could experience because, you know, that's that's like the biggest argument. Right. You know, you're sheltered when you're just in a homeschool environment. You don't have the the social experience that is high school and the public setting. And if you, you know, are homeschooled all your life, you're going to grow up and live in our basement and have, have no friends, have no life. And so getting out into the public atmosphere and experiencing witnessing drugs, witnessing, you know, um, pornography and sex and, and all the things that kind of happen in the public setting. Cause all these things happened when I grew up too. kids were having sex, kids were smoking weed. Um, we didn't have all the lingo or, or all the different things that y'all had because we didn't have the, we didn't have it on our phone. We couldn't bust out pornography on our phone. We had to steal our dad's magazines. Everything was still printed out like a cartoon book or, you know, like a, a comic book. It was hard copy, um, stuff. And now it's at the digital, you know, it's at the tip of your finger and it's always there. Um, people curse, people fought when I grew up. Um, if you, if you had beef, you went to Stonerfield, those on the North side of Huntsville, know what I'm talking about. And that was just what it was. But do you think that had you not experienced it at 16, that you would have been ill prepared when you're say 18 and you go to college and then you see all of that for the first time? Definitely. Um, I think going into the public school environment was definitely a huge help for me because it, it 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 showed me everything that I could expect to see in college. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it was kind of like the trial version of college. <laughs> okay, it's like 
yeah, everything you said is correct. Like, there's pornography out there that students are always watching. They're always doing vaping or cigarettes, whatever they're doing. I don't know exactly. Um, they're fighting occasionally. Yeah, at Grissom, when I went, there was 10 fights in that one year. So one almost every three weeks. But anyways, uh, that witnessing all of that, though, has definitely uh, prepared me in a sense because now I know what to avoid, why I should avoid it, the bad side effects and the good side effects that come out of avoiding it in general because a lot of those things are just addictions in general. And being able to avoid those addictions at all costs really sets you up in the future for avoiding smaller things or on or things on smaller scale because if you can avoid peer pressure to do drugs or have sex with someone in high school then how much more can you do that at college when you've already been taught to avoid those things or have already practiced avoiding those things at a younger age? So it kind of builds up on you. Okay. And well, I mean, that that is a very good point. I don't know if Taylor is going to be equipped for public school life. I don't think she has the same mental acuity that you do to avoid some of those things because she's more of a socialite than you are anyway. But here's the question, though. When you get to college, you don't have a curfew. You don't have parents um, to check in on. You don't have teachers that are monitoring, you know, what you guys do. Um, And so you're really going to be out there. Like, are you afraid of that at all? Or do you think that the limited exposure that you've had in high school is actually going to really did set you up to where when you get out there in the real world and you get out in college, it's not going to be a shock, but then also you're not going to be drawn to it knowing that you don't have to come home to us. I think one of, like you said, the biggest college between, the biggest difference between college and high school is definitely going to be the monitoring aspect because you're right. Once you're in college, you go in a dormitory or just in general, no one's going to be telling you what to do. You're your own self doing your own things. Um, I would definitely say... High school will prepare you for those things you'll encounter in college, but it's not going to be the only, how do I put this? It'll help you prepare it, but it's not going to be your armor, your shield. It's not going to protect you from every single encounter in college. You still have to have your own morals. You still have to have your own brain thinking for you. Though you can say no to all those experiences in high school, you were also monitored, but now you, when you're in college, you have to also ask yourself, was I, how was I raised? Like, what are my morals? What are my standards that I'm trying to go for? It's like, I think me personally, when I do go to college, I think I've been raised up in a way to avoid all those things, even unsupervised. But definitely for most people, definitely talk to your parents. Um <laughs> Get some help. They're going to need to, especially if you don't talk to them enough, definitely have these conversations with them because peer pressure, if you're already succumbing to peer pressure in high school, then being unsupervised in college is definitely going to be 10 times harder to resist. So I think being built on resisting peer pressure um, and just being raised up in a godly manner, you kind of start to learn what's right, what's wrong, 
how to avoid these how to avoid these these things well first you have prayer and your faith in God so that's your first source but you also have your parents to ask for advice and seek advice from too so okay so i'm going to i'm going to go ahead and hit you with you know a rocket league 180 backflip goal cuz i was the better rocket league player when we played do i need to bring up the word cap okay so Maybe I'm exaggerating the truth there, but taking it back, because you mentioned a few things, right, about talk to your parents and, you know, get that godly counsel. And if you're succumbing to peer pressure now, but you've experienced bad parenting. You've experienced bad parenting for me, bad parenting for mommy, bad. You've witnessed me and mommy arguing when you were younger. You've I've. I've made you addicted to video games as a as when you were like this big. Well, you're still kind of this big. But um, <laughs> when you were tiny, man, I was like, hey, video games, right? Call of Duty. And it took years to break you out of that addictive cycle. Like, and so not every parent has that ability um, to to they're not necessarily there. Right. Because parenting and and. Prayerfully, if you have children one day, that you will be able to see that growth is going to continue to happen regardless of how old you are. But think back to those times where we weren't good parents. And now, like, do you do you view it like as hypocritical? Like you've seen us go from, you know, um, church, unchurched, church, unchurched, pastor, not pastor, reading the Bible, praying to where we are today. How do you view, because that's what I would call growth, right? That's what I would call growth in Christ. But when you reflect on it, and I don't, no shade over here, but in all honesty, when you look at the span of my life from what you know, when you look at the span of mommy's life, do you ever think, man, they're hypocrites? Or how long is this going to last? Do Does that play into the doubt in your own faith? It's yeah, okay if you a, say yes. <laughs> that's a tough question. Um, I, I, I was going to hit you with one hard question for the, for yeah. the podcast. Okay. Um, well, do I think you guys as hypocrites? No. Okay. No, because in the end, we all make mistakes. Yeah. So that that's the number one thing. Another thing to answer your question is, I think you've done more. I've seen more good come out of my parents than bad. I wouldn't say really going from church to unchurched to church. Like I wouldn't see that as a bad thing. Like I would see that as just finding the right place. Um seeing you guys argue, I mean, we all have disagreements in life, so I don't see that as a bad thing either. So I guess to really answer that question, I don't see you guys as hypocrites, but I see you guys as other human beings. So you guys come with a lot of good advice, great advice, but there's always going to be an occasional conflict. Now, there have been times where, I was like, where I've been like, can y'all just stop talking to me? Or you tell me not to do this, but I literally saw you doing this last week, like you playing in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times have you told me not to do that? You're right. Yeah, man. and yeah. you just did it the other day. Yeah. But anyways. Lead by example. <laughs> no phones in the bathroom. Man. Hey, what was yeah. you doing? We heard it hey, on the speaker. Hey, hey, you got me. But, uh, you got me. 
Okay. Do as I say, not as I do is yeah. not a good look for children. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I take that. Yeah, 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 take that. But um, in all seriousness, though, I think you guys' advice is definitely a lot more helpful. And though I tend to bring up a lot of the negative things you guys have done, that really just comes out of place of just anger from me. It's like I I can think of very few bad things you guys have gone through in y'all's relationship as parents, but I can bring up a lot of good things, but I generally only bring up the bad things in a state of anger. So I would definitely say that you guys are not hypocrites at all, but definitely wise leaders. Okay. Um, So I'll give you a light one because, I mean, I think that's all great. Um, Great input, great transparency. Um, so you're an angry teen boy. Angry. That's just yeah. That's that's what a seventeen year old boys that are going through puberty and life cycles and testosterone and all the things, right? So with your anger, because I'm glad you you called me out, and so now they we get to take out. now we get to take turns. You Punching know. time. Yeah. So, but no. All jokes aside, how do you deal with your anger? Because you don't necessarily talk to me about it. You don't talk to mommy and just say, mom, I'm so angry. Dad, I'm so angry. Those things aren't happening. Where are you taking your anger to? Do you feel that you're getting better with your anger? Do you feel that God is even a part of that process? Because we all have our moments. We all have our days. But how are you processing your anger and what are some things that you feel that you can do better with regards to your anger? Okay. My anger, in a nutshell, is just unpredictable. Okay. Okay. Testosterone, that's yeah. what that's called. Yeah, okay. very sporadic. Um, of how I deal with my anger, I <laughs> I have several ways. Like some of them... It'll just be lying in my bed, just thinking. Uh, other times, it'll be me writing. Occasionally, just occasionally, I'll talk to you guys. Uh, but mainly, it comes from, or I kind of release my anger through doing activities, uh, physical activities, such as cross-country or rowing. So anytime I've gotten angry in the times that I have sports, I kind of just release it all in my sport which gives me better performance. But anyways, um, <laughs> I would God definitely does help me with it, I think, because I think there were times when I would be angry and I would hold on to that anger for very long periods of time. Yeah. And now it's like I hold on to that anger, but I don't hold on to it nearly as long as I used to. So I think he's definitely been helping me, helping me with my anger management whether through it's through him actually working in me or him working through you guys and finding methods to release my anger. It, so do you think we should have given you more whoopings? No. No, 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 no. I, I think one whooping in my lifetime was enough. I got beat a lot. And look at me. I mean, you know, well, that's how you get gains is... Smackdowns. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, but no, don't make me bring up some jokes now. Yeah. Hey, um, no, I'm actually glad that you came on uh, today. 
And I probably definitely want to do this again, you know, in the future. Um, just get your perspective on life. And, you know, maybe as you continue to read the word and study the word, we can just talk solely Bible stuff and get your interpretation on some things. Um, I didn't want to hit you with a theological lesson today and be like, so Matthew 7, 6, what does that mean? You know, no. But I'm glad to hear that you're doing well, you're fine, and, and you've been socially, you know, acclimated enough to be able to live in, you know, the real world. But um, no, that's it's good stuff, man. I'm glad you glad you came on. Yeah, it's definitely fun and eventful. Okay. All right. Exposing you like that. <laughs> yeah, exposing me. That's all good, man. Well, hey, um, again, thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast this week, and we will see you guys next time.